Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of Kusada Baptist Church. We want to be a lighthouse to guide you on your journey through life. Listen as our pastor, Dr. Jim Graham, shares a message from God's Word and offers sound biblical direction for your daily life. We are talking about senses and the soul. And uh, we're going through our senses and, and how they connect with our soul. It's a study of the book of 2 Corinthians, a letter that Paul wrote to the church at Corinth, the Christians at Corinth. Now, this is a funny thing, kind of a weird thing. It's called 2 Corinthians because it's the second of two letters that we have that have been uh, preserved for us for, for centuries uh, as part of God's Word. It's actually the third letter that he wrote. We don't have the middle one. We don't have it. But we know something about it. We read the first letter, and it was pretty tough, pretty harsh. Paul was trying to make a point. He was trying to tell them, like, y'all are messing up. You're doing some things you shouldn't be doing. And all we know about the second letter is when he refers to it, he, it was pretty harsh, too. Paul was jumping on them. He was, he was getting on to them. And so here's the third letter. And uh, we're reacting uh, uh, to those things. And so last week, we talked about the feeling of suffering and how as a follower of Jesus Christ, that suffering is, is a process that I go through that it's different from those who don't follow Christ. Because what it does is it leads me to understand who He is and draws me closer to Him and I begin to realize His power in my weakness. And it ends with me being very confident in who God is and what He has in store for me. And we talked about that, that cycle last week. And if you ever miss a message and I'm talking to you like this, you're like, oh, I, I'd like to listen to that. You can go on our website and listen to it, or you can just go wherever you download podcasts and put in Casada Baptist Church and it'll pop up. And uh, uh, there was that message. We're going to talk about feelings again, and it's going to be similar to suffering, but what we're going to talk about is pain. We're going to talk about pain. And our theme verse for this series is in chapter 12, verse 9. And uh, Paul says that Jesus said, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. In other words, like, I'm fine that you're weak because I'm strong, and I want you to know how powerful I am. And the only way you really know my power is if you're weak enough to lean on me and depend on me. I mean, if you're strong enough to handle things, you just handle them. So we suffer, we go through things where we're not strong enough so that he doesn't. And Paul's response, you see, he says, Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. So that's kind of the theme. That's what we're kind of uh, uh, going through is trying to figure out how does my weakness really enhance me and help me as I depend on God and, and his strength. So today we're going to talk about pain. So, first of all, I mentioned he wrote some painful letters. Two letters, painful letters. And as we look at Paul's painful letters, he, he says in verse 4 of chapter 2, he says, I wrote you out of great distress and anguish of heart and with many tears, not to grieve you, but to let you know the depth of my love for you. So when I read that, I'm reminded of my dad. He would go like, I'm going to spank you, but it hurts me. 
more than it. Did you ever believe that? I don't know if I believe that. But Paul is saying, I know I wrote you these letters. I know they caused you pain. You received that and you read it and you went, ouch. And he says, and I'm just trying to tell you, I did that because I did it intentionally. I did it because I love you. I did it. I was crying when I wrote it to you because I didn't want you to feel that pain. Uh, Again, he addresses this in chapter 7, verse 8. We're going to hang out in chapter 7 a little bit. In verse 8, he says, I'm not sorry that I sent that severe letter to you. Though I was sorry at first, for I know it was painful to you for a little while. I know when you opened it up and you read it, you were like, gee, you know, I thought Paul loved me. He's going like, I did love you. I do love you. But sometimes pain is necessary. We, do we know that? Do we understand that? That sometimes pain is necessary? I don't like that. But sometimes pain is necessary. We even have some slogans. We have little phrases. You know this one. No pain. Yeah, you know that one. And that's one that, you know, like uh, if, if you are an athlete and you are in training or something like that, you understand that, that if you always stop when you're comfortable, you will never grow. Like you won't get stronger. You won't run farther. You won't run faster. You, won't, you just can't grow if you always stop where you're comfortable in training. In training, you have to push to failure. You understood this when you were this big. You tried to walk and you fell down like 1,800 times. And then you kept, you kept going. I, I remember learning to roller skate. Who here knows how to roller skate? How many times did you fall down learning to roller skate? A bunch, right? But you learned when you were, you know, young, when falling doesn't hurt as bad, right? And you just went and you go, I'm just going to fall down 20 times until I figure out how not to fall down, right? You know, you did that. You learned how to ride a bike. You, you didn't just nail it the first time, right? You know, you were like, I can't stop, right? So we learn through failure. So no pain, no gain means if, if I'm lifting weights and I just stop when I'm comfortable, that doesn't work. If I push myself to like, ooh, and then, oh, now I'm sore. Oh, that, well, you get stronger. You run a little further. You push yourself. And so we understand that. We get that. Here's another one. I didn't learn that from another, an ordinary school. I learned it from the school of hard knocks. And what that means is you learn some valuable lessons. And you didn't know those lessons before. We have a propane tank at our house. It's a small, does anybody have a propane tank? You know, I'll, can I tell you something? Like, I, I, you know, you go out, every once in a while I have to go out and I open the lid and I have to check the gauge to see if I need to order more propane. I live in Alabama in the summertime. Can I tell you, I am now careful when I open that lid. Wasp nest, that's right. Somebody else has had that experience. I mean, I go out there with the can. Oh, let me tell you all a story. I'll tell you something I will not do. If there's a body of water and there are reeds all around it, I'm not going in there. You can throw a ball in there. 
You can throw, hey, you can throw a Frisbee in there. You can do all kinds of, you can do whatever. I'm not going in there. Let me tell you why. I was 13. Me and a bunch of my friends were playing what we called bog ball because we were in this mud bog. Sounds fantastic, doesn't it? And we're playing with a deflated volleyball, kind of like a football game in mud this deep, this deep. Oh, so don't look like that. It was great. 13-year-old boys, remember? Okay, yeah. You know, normal size body, not normal size brain, but we were having a blast. So the ball got thrown out of bounds into the reeds. I said, I'll get it. I got out. I went over to the reeds. I'm doing like this. I'm looking for the ball, and I spread apart this, you know, thing, and I said, oh, my gosh, that is the largest wasp nest I've ever seen in my life. Not to worry, there are no, there are no wasps on it. It is, di- I meant, this big. Not like a normal, it is huge. And I was like, Whew. and I look at all them, and I said, y'all have got to come over here and see this amazing thing of nature that is unbelievable. And they're all looking at me like, and then one of them yells, jump in the water and I was like why are you looking like that why are you yelling like that and then in my small brain I realized there are no wasps on that maybe they're looking like that because they're on me and I dove into the mud but right before I hit the mud I felt fire on my head And I got like a hundred stings on my head. Fortunately, it was right as I went into the mud, and they all came off when I went into the mud. Not to worry, as we've already discussed, it's very difficult to damage a 13-year-old boy's brain. It's far away from the edge. I was fine, just a bad headache for a long time. But I will tell you, we could go somewhere right now, and something very valuable could go into the reeds, And I will tell you, I'm not going. Y'all get me? I didn't learn that from a normal school. I learned that from the school of, yeah, that's what we mean. And so we learn all kinds of things. You're very careful when you fold up the TV tray. Now, you learn things. Now, The problem is, what what that does is those painful things cause you to change. You change. You don't do it the same way anymore. You do things differently because you experience pain, you do things differently. However, you need to understand that not all pain leads to gain. Not all pain leads to change. Some pain only leads to sorrow and regret and doesn't lead to any change. And he addresses that. Let's read that verse together. Some sorrow only leads to regret. Verse 10 of chapter 7. For the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow, but worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance, results in spiritual death. Now, I know repentance is really, you know, a biblical, spiritual word. It literally just, it means change, okay? And so he says there's two kinds of sorrow. There's a kind of sorrow 
that leads to change. But there's another kind of sorrow. It, it doesn't lead to any kind of change. It, 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 there's all kinds of feelings we have. We, we feel regret. We're frustrated. We're sad. We're, we're even sorry. And you've known that. You've known, there are people in your life, and they go, I'm, I'm so sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But it doesn't change. There's just regret because this has happened. They wish this wasn't the situation, but nothing changes. And so the Lord is saying, I want y'all to understand something. There's different kinds of sorrow. There's different kinds of pain. And, and, and the intention is that when pain comes, I wrote a letter to you. I know it hurt, but I didn't write it to you just so you would feel bad. I didn't. I I hate that you feel bad. I don't want you to feel bad, but at the same time, I needed you to change, and I know that you're not going to change unless there's pain. Sometimes we don't change unless there's pain. We don't change. We'll keep doing it. We'll keep going a direction. And though we need to do it differently, we will not do it differently until there's pain until there's pushback until there's a problem and then then we'll change now i I read another little phrase in that verse and i don't know if you caught it but it's a difficult kind of statement so go back to verse 10 if you would notice the very first phrase for the kind of sorrow god wants us to experience now that's that's disturbing a little bit you hear what he's saying he's saying there is a sorrow that god wants you to have there's a kind of sorrow that god wants you to have now i don't think god's sitting up there going like oh i want to make you suffer that's not what i'm I'm saying but there's a sorrow he wants you to have as we've discussed last week if i'm strong enough i'm not going to follow christ why would i follow christ i'm handling everything in my life and I just cruise along with no, no problems. Do I turn to God? Do I listen to God? I mean, do you listen to your parents? It's hard enough to listen to your parents. Do you listen to your parents when you're growing up? Unless there's a problem, and then you go run to your parents, and you go like, help me, like I'm having a problem. And they stand there and go, I told you. You know, like, is, there's a kind of sorrow God wants you to have. Let's back up to verse 8. Verse 8 and 9. He said, I'm, I'm not sorry that I sent that severe letter to you, though I was sorry at first, for I know it was painful to you for a little while. Verse 9. For, but now I'm glad I sent it, not because it hurt you, but because the pain caused you to repent and change your ways. It was the kind of sorrow God wants His people to have. So... Unfortunately, this is a tough lesson. Again, we get it. No pain, no gain. We get it. There's a trainer. You have a trainer. And the trainer literally, they don't want you to have pain, but they're going to push you to the point where you have pain. No, do one more. Right? That's what they do. Do one more. Right? I need you to keep going. Today, we're going to go further. Well, I I barely was able to do the other way. Yeah. Good. Today we're going to do f- go further. And some of you look at them and you're like, I, I don't like you. And they were like, I don't care if you like me. 
my job is to help you get better, stronger, faster. That's my job. I'm training you. And you know this when you're not even physical training. Let's say you're training like on the job or you're learning something or whatever. A good person training you, they'll get you comfortable with the basics. They'll get you to the point like, okay, you're good. And then they throw something else in there. And you mess up. And you go like, oh, no. And they go like, no, it's okay. I needed you to mess up so you would know that you have to do this in that situation. And you're learning. This is what happens. I don't want to cause you a problem. I don't want to be negative for you. I don't want to have, but, but you've got to learn. And unfortunately, we don't necessarily learn unless there's pain. In fact, I want you to think about something. If, we taught, if I talked to you through your life and I said, like, let's think about times in your life where you really made a, a change in how you relate to God, like it got way more serious to you or your mindset really changed, like you, you turned a corner, so to speak. You were headed this way and you went like, nope, doing this. I think almost all of those situations happened because of pain. I was, at the, I was at the end of my rope, Brother Jim. I was at the bottom, or I was really sick, or, I, man, I had this issue in my life, and there was this breakup, or there was this issue, and here I was. And, and at that point, I went, I reached out to God. In my weakness, He is strong, and I turned to God. I lift my eyes to the hills from where, where my help comes. The psalmist said. And we do that. And if I said, tell me about the four or five, you know, strongest times in your life where you kind of made that change, you're going to tell me a painful time. I mean, heaven is a wonderful motivator and being close to God is a wonderful motivator. But sometimes a more powerful motivator is, well, I don't want to go to hell. A more powerful motivator is, I don't want chaos. I don't want drama. I don't want purposelessness like I don't, I don't want these things in my life I want something better than where I'm at and I'm experiencing pain and a depth of problem in my life right now and I don't know what to do and he says seek me first and not these things and you go like all right I tried all this I'm going your way and we turn I'll give you I'll give you there's a couple of exceptions I think sometimes people change because something really great happens like maybe they have a kid right they have a child and they go "Ooh, i need to think we need to do things differently you know so, so you know they get married or something they go like oh i need to get more serious about this or something so there are positive things but if you'll look at your life a whole lot of those big changes were in a moment of pain or sorrow so there's a kind of sorrow that god actually he wants you to have it which again is kind of disturbing, but it's because this sorrow leads to change. One of those changes is this sorrow leads to salvation. That reaching out for God, for so many of us, it happened because we're looking at the pain of something and we turn and we go like, I gotta, I gotta do something about this. I gotta do something about this. And I can't fix this problem in my life, and I need the Lord to fix this problem. Let's look back at verse 10. For the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow. 
But worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance, results in spiritual death. So if I experience this sorrow, and I'm just sorry, I feel bad, but I don't change, I'm still headed the wrong way. But there's so many of us, he's saying, there's no regret. We actually can say, man, I'm so thankful that I went through that, because when I went through that, I turned to God, and I reached out to Jesus Christ, and He saved me, He he transformed my life, you know, my thinking changed, my attitude changed, my perspective changed, even through that pain, I learned what peace is. Through that pain, I surrendered, I gave up. I'm like, that's it for me, God. I'm following you. I'm at the bottom. Have you been to the bottom? Some of you, the story of your life of, of going a new direction is because you went to the bottom and you turned to Jesus, right? Now, there's many of you in here. It's not just a point of salvation. We're human beings. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. You're a follower of Jesus Christ. And, and so you're on the path, but you still mess up. And on that journey, God still says, I'm going, I, I need you to experience some pain. You're not going to change until there's pain. Right? We, we just, we're stubborn. We don't believe. You know, <laughs> your parents sitting there, you're, you're eight years old, and you got your drink, and you got your glass, and your, your, your mama keeps saying, don't sit it right there. You're going to knock it over. And they push the glass up there. And we go, this woman does not know what she's talking about. I am not going to spill my drink. I'm fine. It's fine right here. It's closer. I like it right here. And, you're, and they say, Don't, just put it back. And how many of you have ever spilled a drink? Yeah, we all do. We all do. But for some reason, our mind, and then you spill it enough. And they go, here's the roll of paper towels. Be my guest. And you figure out, like, I'm not going to sit my drink right there. You know? So we have to learn through problems and pain. And so this sorrow not only leads to salvation, this sorrow leads to change in our lives. Look at verse 11. Just see what this godly sorrow produced in you. Such earnestness, such concern to clear yourselves, such indignation, such alarm, such longing to see me, such zeal, such a readiness to punish wrong. You showed that you have done everything necessary to make things right. So notice a couple of things. He uses words that talk about a deep desire to change. Indignation. Clearing yourself. Ready to punish. And then he uses words that talk about a change in attitude. Things like earnestness and zeal and alarm. So here's why I'm preaching this message to you today. This is what I want you to get out of this message. I think some of us this morning are feeling pain. We're struggling. We have a situation. And it causes us angst and sorrow and problems and anxiety and whatever. We're feeling things. I, I had somebody call me this week and we were talking and they've got a, oh, it's just a, you know, it's just a blow up. It is just, it's just a mess. And as a lot of these things are, it's a relationship thing, right? And, and, and they've just made a mess of it. And, and I'm listening to them. And, and I'm trying to help them, 
right? They're asking me for advice. And as I'm listening to them, they're telling me everything that they did wrong. And it's like change needs to happen, but it's change they, they need to do. Now, I'm, I'm not in it. So I'm not feeling any pain. I'm like objective, like I'm not feeling any pain. And I'm listening to it, and I'm thinking like, well, you need to do something different too. Like, you didn't handle this right. Your response to that was bad. Like, you just escalated that bad boy to another level. Like, you need to change some stuff too, you know? And so we get in these things, and you're feeling pain. There's sorrow. And maybe it is because you made a bad choice. Maybe it's reactions to what somebody else did. Or maybe it's just something that happened to you. Maybe it's just something that happened around you. And, and, and you know, it's just the company you work for or something that happened. Like, it's just nature. It's just, it's just sickness. And so, regardless of whether it's my fault or your fault or nobody's fault, Pain and sorrow are meant to lead us to change. God loves you. God loves you. God would not allow you to experience pain just to sit back and go, let's watch this. He wouldn't do that. Just like a loving parent wouldn't do it. A loving parent doesn't just sit back and go like, you know, well, let's watch the idiot do this. You know, like we don't do that. Maybe you do, but you shouldn't. But, I mean, we just, we go, I wish they wouldn't. I know what's going to happen. Oh, don't do that. And you try to give, and then they do, and, uh, and then you just go, well, maybe they'll learn, right? God doesn't want you to experience pain. But he knows that you need to experience it to grow, to change, to trust him, to lean on his strength. So there's things to be learned. So I want to say to you this morning, do you in this moment, do you in this moment trust him enough and see your life in such a way that you don't just, I know what we pray, we pray, Lord, take the pain away. We pray, Lord, take this pain and fix it. Resolve it. Solve it. But we can learn despite the pain. Like sometimes it is, but sometimes I need to change, and my change can fix it if I'll handle it differently. Are you willing to say, God, what do I need to do differently? What do I need to change about me, about my perspective, about my reaction, about my attitude? What do I need to do differently? Or also, it might be that we're looking at it and we're sitting there going like, Lord, I just need to change my mindset. I can learn in this difficult thing, this sorrowful, painful thing, that even though this is here and it's not being resolved, that I, I want peace in my mind and in my heart. You talk about peace and love and joy and I want that. I want to know that like in this situation, what I can learn is I, I trust you. I'm still sick, but I trust you. This relationship is still a mess, but I trust you. And I'm good because of it. And then God says, and we say, that pain was worth this. 
Are you willing this morning to say, I've got a situation, I'm experiencing pain, I'm experiencing sorrow, but Lord, you wouldn't let me have this if it wasn't because I needed to do something differently. There's something in my life that needs to change. And so God, tell me what I need to do and I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to gain from this. No pain, no gain. I sure don't want to walk through this life and have pain and sorrow and it leads to nothing but just sorrow. I want it to lead to something valuable. And that happens when we go, in my weakness, you're strong. In my failure, I can trust you. You ready to go there this morning? There's a hundred different things going on in this room. But each one of us can learn from it and trust God in it. So I want to ask you to stand up and bow your heads and close your eyes and we're going we're gonna to pray. And you're all praying a different prayer this morning. You're praying about your thing. Your thing. And, and, and we're going to sing after we pray and we're going to sing about the fact that, that there's nothing but Jesus Christ, nothing but Him and His sacrifice, the blood that He shed that can change things for us. There's nothing. It's all, it's all Him. And when we turn to Him, we realize like that the thing that I need to do differently, like He'll just lead me and guide me on that path. But I, I've got to open my eyes and my mind to see what He's trying to show me. And what's crazy is, if I change myself, I can change my world. I change myself, I can change my world. Because if my eyes are different, I see things differently. I see things that maybe even other people can't see. Because I'm letting letting the Lord change my vision. So let's pray. Lord... I'm feeling pain. I'm feeling a problem. I have stuff going on in my life right now that I don't like it. And maybe I've made some mistakes in it. But I want to do things differently, Lord. I want to learn. I want to learn to trust you. I want to learn to allow you to change me. And Lord, change that's pushed on me because of pain is, is it's difficult. It's, it's, a lot of times it's painful itself. It's just we change because the pain we're feeling is more painful than the pain of the change. And if that's why you brought it, Lord, help me to say, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready to learn and to grow. So change me, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is our prayer that it's been helpful in this part of your life journey. We invite you to join us at Kusada Sunday mornings for worship. Visit our website at kusadabaptist.org for directions and more information about our church.